0: Whether you agree with Andrew and think The Clone Wars is for kids, or you're on my side and see it as great for any age, this podcast isn't for kids. Enjoy the show. Okay, Andrew, uh, we are back after a very tumultuous uh, couple weeks. I feel like it's good that we have a couple weeks between these. let lets us calm down a little bit, take a breath, and, and breathe. So why don't you tell me what you thought of this week's episode?
1: So, in this episode, I found out that Dave Filoni is a super weeb. We're introduced to the character Ahsoka Tano, which I understand was the creation and brainchild of Dave Filoni. So, if we review the evidence, we've got an overweight guy with a beard with an unironic weird hat who got famous by watching and adapting an anime manga series, Avatar The Last Airbender. That wasn't a Then he makes a... (laughs) A 14-year-old girl character who's always wearing a crop top and mini skirts. I mean, all signs point to this guy drinking Mountain Dew, eating Doritos and chicken tendies in his mom's basement while sleeping with an Ahsoka Tano, uh, you know, body pillow.
0: Okay, well, I I promise The Clone Wars is awesome. Uh, we're watching a condensed and customized ordering of Star Wars The Clone Wars TV show. If you want to follow along, I've linked the ordering that we have. I've kind of made a special ordering in the show notes so you can check that out and follow along with us. With that, let's talk about Cloak of Darkness, Season 1, Episode 9. And again, I've linked our full watch list in the show notes so you can follow along. And if you want to provide feedback, which I'm sure you will because there are so many things that are going to frustrate me about what Andrew's saying, and hopefully you're on my side. But if you're not, you can still email us at That's clonewarspod at gmail.com. That's clonewarspod.com at gmail.com. Okay, Andrew, um, what happened in this episode? Give us a quick synopsis.
1: So, Nuke Gunray is captured and brought in on charges of indiscriminate war crimes. (laughs) Assange, which I was calling her Assange, which I think I was mixing up with Julian Assange, also notable bad guy. (laughs) Uh, So, Assange, Double J, evildoer, uh, shows up. There's a double cross and I started... And then it lost me. So you're going to have to remind me of some of the plot de- details as we keep going on. One thing, just to ask, like, what is the cheesy uh, little maxim that we learned at the start of this episode? Do you remember? Oh. Because I only really started picking up on these on the last couple episodes I watched.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they start, they start, they start sharing these little little things, which we all know how much. I hate these little moral proverbs and stuff. Have I talked to you about that? I hate these things.
1: No, but, but it kind of seems like something you'd want to do in a kid's show. It is like definitely a kid's every show. Every other kid's show. It, it's
0: definitely a kid's show trope. So this one is ignore your instincts at your peril, which is a load of BS. But I mean, it works for the episode.
1: I'd say like my instincts are usually because I kind of have a predilection towards anxiety. Mm-hmm. My, if I followed my instincts, I would basically... Be Dave Filoni, sitting in my mom's basement, scared to face the world, eating uh, chicken tendies, <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew, and sleeping.
0: You, you are making a lot of uh, character assumptions about Dave, Dave Filoni.
1: Just based on his actions.
0: <laughs> I think based on one TV show, one episode of one show that you it's a
1: couple watched. Like the whole Avatar Last Airbender thing, that's like a weird...
0: Okay, okay, which I want to clarify something you said in the intro. You said that it was adapted from a, a manga. It was not. not. It's an original TV show. Okay. He didn't, he didn't create it. He just, he helped on, with directing. It's
1: like a weird pastiche of anime tropes into a crappier yeah, it's TV def- show. It's
0: definitely, it's an Americanized anime, animated in Korea, uh, directed by Americans voiced by Americans, written by Americans. So it is like it has part of that anime style which can you can you fault a guy for appreciating anime?
1: No, I just call him a weeb. Like this is a show <laughs> made by weebs. You're telling me this is a weeb show. This is like weeb fan fiction.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Well, define weeb. What what do you see as like a weeb? Is it just somebody who appreciates anime or
1: That would be the first cardinal sin. The
0: cardinal The sin. next I one. Hate you. <laughs>
1: Next one would be the the neck beard. Then it would be like the weird hat. Then you've got like Milady, Mountain Dew, (laughs) Doritos, video games, everything Japanese, predilection towards young women for some weird reason. That's the weeb. That's your classic weeb, right? So what do we get with Dave Filoni? Obviously an obsession with anime is girth suggests a steady diet of tendies, Mountain Dew, and Doritos.
0: Okay, 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 okay. Well, first I want to say, Dave is married. He's married to a woman named Anne, apparently. I just looked this up. Right. So I could refute you. Does she know? (laughs) What do you mean, does she know? I I hope she knows what her husband does for work.
1: May or may not know. That's kind of a thing about weebs. They've got girlfriends, you know, but they're in Canada. You wouldn't know (laughs) her.
0: Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) You make me so mad. Okay, so... I'm here to defend Dave Filoni's honor, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the role I'm you playing in this to, episode. don't have come to
1: the dark side. No. I. No, reality. no, no.
0: I I refuse to believe. I think Dave Filoni has an appreciation for art and storytelling.
1: It's the same kind of art and storytelling that weebs appreciate, like
0: What if it's good art and storytelling? Okay, weeb. <laughs> Are you accusing me of being a weeb now? Oh, I don't
1: know. No. I think
0: I think weeb is when people take their obsession with Japanese culture too far.
1: So like making a show like Avatar that's not taking it too far. Like I don't think the guy was in it for the money. I think I
0: think, I think he's in it for the storytelling. Okay, we we need to back off the character assassination here <laughs> okay. and just and just focus on and just focus on the artwork, okay? Let's talk <laughs> let's talk about the episode itself. Okay. Last time you said that this is a kids show. Yeah. Is this ki- is this still a kids show?
1: Like a weeb show. Like now you got to <laughs> pull it up front. It's taken a step down.
0: <laughs> no. To- no, no, no. Okay, so last time it was on Paw Patrol level. That was the rating. Yeah. Now we're Where getting it? down to like weebiness. Have you ever watched any anime?
1: I did, unfortunately. Like I understand, like I get it, and I just can't it's like
0: I don't even like the word weeb. That sounds it sounds like a slur. I don't like
1: it is a slur, and I am yeah. saying it with some venom. So full on feel offended by that word because it's intended offensively.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna be the non-offensive one on the show. Okay. Um and and testify to you. <laughs>
1: like here's the thing. When you're when your defense of a TV show goes into Christian apologetics
0: <laughs> This is okay. This show, this episode, the reason it's in this episode is so that we can meet Ahsoka and see her, see her doing s- stuff, see her in action, see what kind of personality she has, right? You know, she, she threatens Newt Gunray, right? She's like, you're gonna tell us everything we want to know or I'll slice your head off. Yeah. She threatens him, right? And then she has to be reeled back in.
1: He makes an impulsive teenage character who only does impulsive teenage things.
0: This is going to be another episode where I where I defend this with, it's the first season, okay? Relax. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's the first season. They're still getting their footing. It's okay. just an introduction to Ahsoka and Luminar Unduli.
1: Right. Other like like Shakti
0: T an- filler. An- like- another Jedi Master. No, she's a little more complicated than Shakti. You got to admit, Shakti was very. She was very much the hubris of the Jedi. Luminar is kind of like, oh, oh, well, oh, well, you know. She, she's a little more nuanced and she admits when she was wrong, when Ahsoka comes to save her, right? You got to give her that. Okay. Okay. Wow. Did I, did I make you concede a point?
1: Yeah. That like, you know, instead of a one dimensional character, they have a one and a half dimensional character.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay.
1: <sighs> <laughs> okay. So like starts off with Newt Gunray is captured and brought in on charges of war crimes, but this is wholly inconsistent. Like it doesn't make any sense. And they're just shoving it in there because I think they're like, we need to edify this show. You know, people are calling me a weeb and saying that this is a kid's show, so I need to make it edgy. So Nuke Gunray, the clumsy, bumbling buffoon from the movies, is now all of a sudden going to be a genocidal maniac. But we're not going to say what his war crimes are. But just so you know, like examples of war crimes are genocide, ethnic cleansing, torture, killing surrendered combatants, and child soldiers. And we never saw this as anything that Nuke Gunray could be capable of. He's just a greedy, blockading, you know, kind of racial
0: stereotype. Here, just a sec. I have to tell people to be quiet. Okie dokie. Back. Back. Okay. What kind of awful thing were you saying?
1: I was saying that, like, your stereotypical war crimes, genocide, ethnic cleansing, torture. This isn't something that Nuke Gunray... Nuke Gunray's not capable of that. In the, he's just like this bumbling buffoon racial stereotype.
0: Do you know how many evil bumbling buffoons there are in history? Let me let me look up <coughs> evil. Just kidding. That's bumbling not going to buff- turn up anything. No,
1: you'll probably just get a picture of like Nuke Gunray, who looks like you know character sprites from Halo One before it was remastered. Like
0: <laughs> it does. He yeah, does.
1: Uh, yeah. Hey, highly photorealistic stuff we're dealing with here.
0: Okay, so it is very. It's still very one dimensional there's not much depth here
1: which is all good stuff for a kids show obviously evil people doing obviously evil things and obviously good people doing obviously evil things that are like obviously impulsive teenager doing obviously impulsive teenager things
0: it's rough okay okay well i'll i'll concede that i'll i'll admit it, it this is the first season yeah okay <laughs> that's it's just going like, to be my defense yeah
1: okay all right
0: that <laughs> yeah but it's still, it's just to introduce characters, okay, okay, Andrew. I promise it gets better. This is really okay. going bad for me. So, <laughs> you I, pick need, the I order. need. Let's just say I need, you pick I need the... people to email in and and stick up for me here.
1: I don't know if any, like, based on what you're
0: saying, give me some apologetics. You're, what you're saying,
1: yeah, you need the apologetics. The, you know, I feel like an angry atheist. <laughs> talk like this is the atheist God. God I'm, is not real. Debate right I, here, I, right? I, I, I...
0: I'm clinging desperately. Uh, yeah, I, I I need some better apologetics in here. Uh, somebody email some in.
1: It's just going to be like angry death threats over Dave Filoni. How many how many award winning TV shows have you made? How many millions of dollars are you, <laughs> you worth? Huh, you can yeah. I if you're lucky that you're doing this online, or I'd slit your throat. <laughs> Guaranteed. You guys don't even have to write it because I just read it all for you guys. Okay, <laughs> Weeb's Weeb defenders. Okay.
0: You're you're getting nasty. You're... <laughs> okay. 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 Okay.
1: This like the suspicious turncoat ends up being a suspicious turncoat. We almost start getting an exploration of the ethics of cloning and personhood of clones in the exchange between Blue Helmet and uh, and an indiscriminate clone trooper that he deals with. Right.
0: Right. The one with two mohawks. Yeah. We yeah. almost we almost get an
1: exploration of you know, these clones becoming individuals and not, you know, having their own lives. And what, what are the ethics of bringing and manufacturing mass producing life? We almost get there. Okay. It's like, they're circling, circling, circling. And let's just, nope, we got to go back to just being a kid's show.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? Hey, it's getting closer. I think that deserves to bump it up a level.
1: But the weebiness of Ahsoka. No, just no, no, kind of no,
0: no, no, no. Overpowers. It's, it's art. It's art. It's our, okay. no more, no more talking about weebs. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, we're, I'm just going to have to defend anime to you now. Right. But no, no. So, okay. It, it gets closer though. It gets closer. They almost do it. Where, they almost do it. Because
1: he's talking to, you know, the turncoat kind of, what does he say? Like to be a good soldier, you have to do what you think is right. And then the soldier ends up – Blue Helmet ends up being a bad guy. He's like, but I thought you said I had to do what was right. And he was like, I did, and I'm doing what I think is right. And they get into a back and forth on the ethics of sabotage and allegiance and the republic is bad versus the –
0: Loyalty. Yeah. The, right, right, right.
1: You right. know, so we start to have a, okay. a pseudo philosophical discussion, but still kind of right. tempered
0: for children. So let I mean, let's bump it up past Paw Patrol. Where would you put now it we're now? We're getting
1: into Power Rangers, right? Because Power Rangers, okay, okay, in its original uh, series, did have a a traitor, and they had to deal with a traitor. Okay, so okay, we're getting up. You know, we're getting past preschool. We're getting into grade one, grade two, kind of sophistication. Okay,
0: okay, good. I'll give you that. <laughs> this is this is progress. This right. is progress. All right. <laughs> okay uh yeah any any other any other big points was there anything in this episode that you were like okay that was cool
1: no like i'm still not finding a thing that's like wow this is i'm doing this not just because i'm creating content for a podcast
0: i'm so upset (laughs) this hurts
1: does it sorry it hurts (laughs) Sorry. So I like, what? okay, so I'll just kind of I'll, I'll go off the offensive. I'll, like, what do you find? Like, why do you put this episode into the rotation?
0: Wow, you asked me such a thoughtful, nice question, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. I put it I put it in here, because I think an introduction to the relationship between Luminara and Ahsoka comes into play a little bit later on. It shows the relationships that a Padawan might have with another Jedi Master. How they're not always with their Jedi Master. I think maybe it would have been good if the first introduction we got was with Ahsoka and Anakin, but to show to show their dynamic. Uh, but just the way that I had things arranged that it didn't fit. Maybe yeah. Maybe maybe someday I'll change the order up. But I put that in here. Introduction to Ahsoka, introduction to Luminara. It does show a little bit of, you know, how the Separatists work, you know, going and collecting Newt Gunray so that he doesn't spill the beans because he would. Really demonstrating that he's a coward. (laughs) He's such an idiot. I mean, I'm a coward, too. I I probably would have spilled the beans. (laughs) I just would have been less uh, bumbling evildoer about it if... uh, if, (laughs) Any spy agency ever wants to hire me, here's me saying, "Don't, don't, yeah." So I, I think, you know, it, it does show a little bit more of the complication. Yeah, does it get deep into it? No, but it does. It does start to lean right that way, and I, I think it is, it is one of the better episodes of season one for sure.
1: Okay, so the thing that really starts grinding on me about it is, it's like everybody. Everything everybody does is so explicit. Whenever Ahsoka talks, she's obviously doing something to show what she obviously is, right? hmm And this show isn't... Lots of adult shows, and probably one of the most adult shows, I would say, is extremely guilty of this. Game of Thrones is basically a kid's show with boobs and violence. Really? Oh, they ham it too. Have you watched it? I haven't. Okay. Like, they do the same kind of episode roundup. They do the same kind of people sitting around explaining their evil intentions... Like, they ham-fist a lot of stuff throughout the whole thing. And and obviously, bad guys are obviously evil, and, and obviously, good guys are obviously good. There, I'd say there's very, very few true moral dilemmas, and maybe it or, or it gets presented as a moral dilemma, but then the character does what they obviously need to do to drive the plot along. Right, right. And so, you never kind of see a crisis in decision-making. I can think of really one unique scene where you where we were shown a character instead of told about a character. Right. And every, like there's the one famous episode, the red wedding and everybody, have you heard about it? Like I heard about it before I even watched it. So, okay. Well, do you mind if I give you like five-year-old spoilers?
0: Yeah. You can give me five-year-old spoilers. Okay. So like this,
1: one of the main families, they go have like a wedding, they go to a wedding at what they think is a friendly family's house, but they've actually been betrayed. That family ends up getting just like massacred at this wedding. Right. And one of the more grisly scenes is is that they one woman's pregnant and they stab her in the womb. But the thing is is like she's been pregnant for one or two episodes and you haven't really seen her. And in this particular episode about the red wedding, they keep talking about the baby and how they want to name it after the the dad's dead dad. Right.
0: They do the setup in and, the and episode as opposed to like leading Yeah, so you
1: see nothing about this pregnant this pregnancy doesn't become important until you see the, the episode where you see the woman get stabbed in the womb. And it, when I saw that all right, unfold, I was like, I don't yeah. care. This was such ham-fisted, crappy storytelling that I don't care that anybody got massacred here because this was so ham-fisted. Right. And and they were doing it like, right. for the it's shock kind value, of, it's, right?
0: Right. It's writing to the episode as opposed to writing to the overall plot of of the story is, okay, now we need to include that because now... It's so it's important. Like, yeah, Instead if of, we did a yeah.
1: Game of Thrones podcast, I would be just as vitriolic as what I, about that show is what I am about this one. Probably even more because it's like teenagers wrote Game of Thrones. They were like, or like an
0: 18 year old who's like, they were like, this is going to be awesome.
1: I can watch porn without my mom getting mad at me. So what do we do to up the edginess of the show? We just put in more boobs and more blood and more boobs and more blood because my mom can't tell me what to do anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do think there's a little bit of that. I think that's, uh, I mean, that's a TV show Mm -hmm. issue too, right? Especially if it's a 20-minute episode. I think it's a little different now that we're getting into the streaming stuff uh, and you can carry those things out. Whereas, you know, because now episodes range from they're like, oh, here's a 30-minute episode of The Mandalorian. Here's a 50-minute episode of The Mandalorian. Whereas before it's like, okay, we have this time slot we have to fit this this in and so i think that's going to be part of the the downfall we'll we'll see later on maybe (laughs) that's what i like about the arcs like as we get later on there are like these four episode arcs where you see things develop more and and they're able to flesh these things out more it still has the same oh we have this time (laughs) slot we need to fill but i think it gets better
1: like, on the other hand, you've had some really... You've had your Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. These kind of gritty dramas where they haven't ham-fisted characters and motives. Characters can surprise you. You you know they give you tips that there's backstory without ham-fisting the whole backstory. And then flashbacks kind of build to a certain point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you see conflict and turmoil within characters as they're dealing with things. So, when you say, like, well, it's still made for TV, I'm like, well, there's other things that have been made for TV that have not had to do this.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Right. But th- these things are good when you're making a kids' show.
0: Right. Right.
1: Because in order for the kids to stay with it, you're going to have to ham-fist the plot details and remind them of what, what's going on and why certain right. things are important. kids
0: ask stupid questions. Yeah.
1: Not just that, but they're, like, they're, they're still, their exposure to art and film and TV series is still growing they're still learning and understanding. Right. Yeah, they don't things. have
0: the same cultural context and they don't have the same cues that, that we do where we as adults can recognize like, oh, you know, they're doing that because of this. Because I, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm aware yeah. of how a, a genocidal maniac would interact in this. Yeah,
1: because like I've taken history classes and I, I've seen other genocidal maniacs and this guy doesn't fit the profile. And like right.
0: when they talk, you start. They don't have the same context. and And also
1: like, like your brain really starts to evolve and evolve in its decision-making abilities, like around age 20 or whatever, where you really start to understand Mm -hmm. the implications of things. So you can say, you know, this thing, and then you understand, oh yeah, that thing, here's the dominoes that fall from that thing. If something doesn't get sorted out with it. So they don't need to ham fist why they need to deal with an issue. You just, you're more frustrated if they're not, you're like, why aren't you guys dealing with this thing? Because they talked about it and it sounds important and you guys aren't dealing with it. Or if they start dealing with it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense because they have to deal with it. So that's why I'd still say like, this is still a kid's show.
0: It's still, it's still ham-fisted, but we've, we've upgraded from Paw Patrol to Power Rangers, which is an upgrade I'll take. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Anything else?
1: I think that's it. Like, this is going to be a shorter episode because we just looked at one one episode. It's,
0: it's it's just one episode. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And it's a super simple episode too. There's not anything crazy in it. So. Is the Clone Wars awesome? For
1: kids and
0: weebs. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for listening, folks. If you want to email us uh, hate mail, uh, feedback, uh, anything else, you can send that to clonewarspod at gmail.com. Again, that's clonewarspod at gmail.com. You can tell me all the ways that I should have been defending the faith here, as well as all the ways that Andrew is wrong or... Maybe if you agree with Andrew that uh, for some weird reason that that he's right on everything so far. Uh, But that's all for this week. Tune in again in two weeks to find out what Andrew thinks of Dooku Captured and the Gungan General. Uh, There's a little foreshadowing for you. Uh, Those are episodes 11 and 12 of season one. Those are the last two of season one that we're watching, I promise. What what do you expect you'll think, Andrew?
1: I think that you and I will get into a lengthy deba- debate about whether or not Count Dooku's face served as the inspiration for the the costume in Michael Keaton's Birdman.
0: <laughs> uh, well, uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. See you next, or see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening.